are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Welcome to this episode of Keeping It Real with Jimbo. Boy, I tell you what, boy, this is a fine, sunny morning. I woke up this bright, sunny morning, and I said, you know what, man? I'm going to go ahead and jump in the ice bath this morning. So I went ahead and jumped in the ice bath. And people ask me, well, Jimbo, why do, you, why, do you, why do you keep jumping in the ice bath? And you know what? I sat down and I evaluated the, you know, why I did certain things. And sometimes I just like to do crazy things. And really, at the end of the day, taking an ice bath has a lot of good effects for you. And I kind of streamlined the, the number one effect that it has on me. And that's what's called your, your serotonin and your dopamine. And if you guys don't know what that is, that, that, that's like your happy place. <laughs> you know, that's like your drug that you take. That's the reason that people, you know, drink and do drugs and do all those types of different things is to try and find that type of feeling. And I get that type of feeling when I have an ice bath. So, you know, I recommend it for everybody. Give it a try, you know. It's, it's something that, that uh, it was introduced to me a little while back, and it's something that's very invigorating. And if you want to wake up in the morning, I, I suggest that everybody give it a, give it a go around. You, you know, you may want to start with just a few seconds and, and work your way up to several minutes. But I think that you'll find that the benefits that you'll, that you'll figure out on your own, you know, will, will certainly help you on in life. And it certainly wakes me up, which is the reason that I do it. But let's move on to the point of this t- show. And we've got the most incredible guest today. This guy's been a friend of mine, I'm going to guess and say probably since I was about 12, 13, maybe 14 years old, somewhere in there. So, you know, me being 49, I've, I've known this gentleman for a long time. And this man is an expert on fishing. And that's what we're going to talk today. My, my guest name is a real good friend of mine. His name is Captain Randy Flukinger, who's out of Florida. You know, and we're going to go through and we're going to we're going to talk to Randy a little bit about fishing. Randy's a fishing guide and you can get all Randy's information from the landing page as well, which I'll cover with you guys here later on. But, but hey, hey, Randy, how's it going this morning, man? Hey, Jimbo. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Hey, how's it going down there in Florida on this morning? Man, like everywhere else, a little hot, but it's nice. It's not home. <laughs> it's not home, but I'm here for now. <laughs> <laughs> hey man you know what hey hey home is where the heart is my man that's it brother well you know after being in texas for 48 years it's kind of hard to call anything else but texas home <laughs> hey i hear you my friend i hear you man well i tell you what man we're going to kind of jump right in with randy because uh, you know randy's got a lot of interesting stories and a lot of you know hopefully you guys can get some information from randy and take it home and and use it for for a part of your life you know, I like to make this show about a variety of different things. And like I said, today we're going to talk about fishing and some of the benefits of fishing and, and why people do it and, and so on and so forth. So I'll tell you what, Randy, you know, what would you say, what are some of the best, you know, you talked about Texas. Let's just jump right in, man. What, what are some of the best fishing places in Texas? Man, you can't beat Galveston. I mean, Galveston is uh, it's tried and true, I think. If I remember right, it's uh, 740 uh, miles of shoreline. 
that that that, that base system encompasses, and it is just you know it's miraculous. You got a little bit of everything uh, at any given time of the year. Um, you know, it, everything like everything else, it's got its seasons to where it can get good. But you know, um, the best places are at your passes, man. San Luis Pass is a phenomenal place. The Galveston Jetties is a phenomenal place. Uh, we used to have a rollover pass till they closed it in due to uh, financial reasons, is what they tell us, but we all know otherwise. Uh, right, 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 right. That being said, man, you got Seawolf Park in Galveston. Seawolf Park uh, in October, November, December, the Flounder Run. Uh, it doesn't get any better in Texas anywhere else, I don't think, uh, from my personal opinion and experiences. Um, okay, so you so that you think that was your is that your favorite place? Uh, probably because, uh, the convenience, uh, one thing, one thing that we lack in Texas really is, uh, access. Uh, it's really tough to find accessible places that have good fishing unless you've got a boat and, you know, then it, then it makes it a whole lot easier, but not everybody can afford a boat. Not everybody has a boat. Not everybody mm -hmm. wants a boat, but a lot of people want to go fishing and catch fish. And that being said, it's, it makes it difficult. Sometimes it really, really does, you know, uh, real estate is real estate is like, like it is anywhere else. It, it's valuable. And, uh, okay. I guess there's more. Go ahead. So I tell you what, man, I, you know, so, you know, let, 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 I'm going to go into something with you there. You said that it was a little difficult if you didn't have a boat. So I know a gentleman by the name of Steve Huffman. He's a captain as well, just like yourself. Um, <laughs> right on. Uh, you know, um, and, you know, he doesn't get around too good anymore. I wish he did. But, uh, you know, if, if you could reach inside of Steve Huffman's mind and for somebody that doesn't have access to a boat, right? Yeah, right. If you could reach inside of his mind and yours, and yours, where would you, where would, where would you suggest somebody go that doesn't have a boat that, that wanted to go fishing? Well, um, You've got pier access in a few locations. Laporte, uh, up in Laporte in the upper reaches of Galveston Bay, you've got the Sylvan Beach Pier. Um, you've also, in the Seabrook area, you've got a, what is it, El Hardin? Um, they've yeah, got a little right. community pier out there that you can pay a couple dollars to get on. Um, you've also got the beachfront piers down at uh, in Galveston. Um, I think 61st Street and uh, I think it's 91st Street. Uh, you've got something uh -huh. that you can actually fish the beachfront there. Uh, and then again, Seawolf Park is available. Um, you've got uh, the jetties on the Bolivar side and the uh, and the South jetties on the Galveston side. Um, you can actually walk out, you know, and access them. Um, you know, then you got to take into consideration access for the handicap. And there's not there's not a lot of that. And, which is unfortunate, um, you know, and it's kind of funny. I, it's open and I, I'm, I'm opening an eye up to it here in, in Florida since I've been here for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. That there is nowhere over here that you can't go and pull off on the side of the road and go fishing. I mean, it's <laughs> anywhere you want to go, it's it's available. And you know, and I, and I like seeing that. And I wish I wish Texas would would incorporate that a little bit into their into their system because you think about it, fishing is a billion dollar industry. I mean, uh -huh. a billion. And that being said, you know, I mean, limiting and restricting people is, um, puts a bad taste in my mouth for sure. As it should, mm -hmm. everybody else's, you know, everybody should have the, have the right to be able to go and do something and take advantage of the resources that are allowed by, by the man upstairs himself. 
Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, um, you know, I would recommend if people are having difficulties and they are in, in a handicapped capacity, uh, reach out to somebody in, uh, as far as on the, uh, on the uh, state level and see mm-hmm. if you can get some action, action taken up there. I think that's uh, – it's really important, man. Everybody needs to get out and, and be out in, the, uh, in nature and, and experience a good time. You know what, Randy? <laughs> I tell you what, man. That that's it, it, why? Why, in your opinion, what, what is what are some of the benefits of getting outdoors and going fishing? Why should somebody you, do that? Oh, peace of mind, man. Uh, to be able to relax, um, you know, and enjoy yourself. I mean, from the daily grind. I mean, in in a nutshell, society is putting us in a position to where, it, you know, it, life is difficult for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, fishing pole in your hand, bucket of worms or bucket of minnows, and sitting there watching a bobber <laughs> is pretty relaxing, you know. I mean, it just kind of takes you away from everything, and uh, you know, it gets back to your roots. Knowing, you know, just think, sitting back thinking about how the people that have fished here before you, how they did it and how technology has, has developed over the years. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still almost done the same way it was done uh, 200 years ago, a hook and a line <laughs> and a pole, you know, uh, which I think is really cool, man. Uh, really, really cool. You know I mean? But yeah, it's a, uh, man, it's, it's, it's the Liberty, man. It's, it's the freedom, the Liberty of being able to just go out there and absolutely let your mind just filter out all the all the drama that you that you've endured over the last say couple of weeks if you don't get out but once every couple of weeks you know uh, it's uh you know it really it's 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 a tough deal jimmy um for a lot of people and you know and i like seeing you know the, the, you get for example when i was running charters in galveston you get mm-hmm. the kids that have been stuck at home with a video game in their face for months on end and you know one of the parents decides hey man i'm i'm gonna get my kid a fishing trip man and to see that kid's eyes open with the with the experience that he hadn't got to experience before is just you know it makes me feel good about myself doing something positive um and knowing that this kid's going to take this with him and there's no telling what he can do with this for, from a positive standpoint later on down the line and uh mm-hmm. you know and, and, and they get I, I tell people you can get more education on the water than you can get in a school book and and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer in a lot of that. Um, there, there's more to be said out there on the water than there is in a school. And uh, if somebody wants to fight me for it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend, <laughs> you've become a you've become a pretty doggone successful person, in my opinion. And you know what? I actually I you know I, I envy you in a lot of ways, and those ways are. How great is it? You know, I mean, we're all trying to make money in this world to feed ourselves and support our families and, you know, live the lifestyle that they want to live. But, but brother, you get to go out on a boat all the time. You get to go take – people pay you money to put a smile on their face. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, you know, and how much enjoyment – What kind? oh, my God, between you and my cousin John Hudgens, I'll give a shout-out to him. You know, hey, man, what are you going to do today? I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to go fishing. Well, wow, bro. And they're going to pay you to do that? That's insane. So, man, <laughs> anyway, and I'm, I'm really, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great story, Randy. And, I'm, you know, I was actually going to you know, ask you the question, how does that make you feel? But you went, ahead and, you went ahead and told me that anyway. So, 
let, let, let me ask you this then. So what to, you know, we talked about some of the benefits of fishing. We talked about, you know, some of the better places to go. You know, what advice would you give to, you know, let's say a novice fisherman starting out, you know, I don't know, let's say you're a little boy. What advice would you give to a, a, a 13 year old, you know, a 13 year old Randy when he's out there fishing? I know that's kind of a broad question, but you know, if you, wanted, if you wanted to tell, if you wanted to tell little Randy something about fishing, what, what would it be to get him started? Man, I would tell him, you know, first couple things you want to do starting out, keep it simple. Uh, I, I work, I work a program even in my business here in Florida now. And I tell my guys, we're going to work the kiss program. Keep it simple, stupid. And it works, you know, the easier, the better, uh, you're still going to get the same result in the end as if you were going to go again, if you try to do something against the grain, uh, you know, um, you want to incorporate yourself with solid people around you. Um, you don't need nobody that's going to give you a bad influence um, for you trying to uh, fulfill an accomplishment. Uh, you don't want to wait on your shoulders. You want to be able to go out there, do it on your own, um, or do it with a small group of friends, and each of y'all get a good experience out of it and grow and learn from it. That being mm -hmm. said, it's always good to go to your seminars. Uh, you can go to your boat shows, your fishing shows, um, look up to the people that have been doing this 30, 40 years that have the experience and know what they're talking about when they're doing it and listen. To Where what would you look? Where would you tell someone to look? Like if they Man. want to maybe look on the internet or something, you know, where, well, where, where would, where would, where would the knowledge The internet is full of all the knowledge in the world. Everything that you need to learn to do out on the water, you could find on the internet, but I'm going to tell you something about the internet. The internet does at the end of the day, does not give you the sense of accomplishment that you that, that a person really needs. Um, you know, because once you go out, you find it, you find the information on the internet, you take it, you utilize it out in the field. Now you're like, oh man, well the internet showed me how to do this great, but I didn't learn it on my own. Um, and it's kind of an old school mentality uh, because I don't think it's ever going to shift gears to what it once used to be. Um, I think you know a lot of people are. Uh, you know, a lot of people want that, hey, look at me, that social gratification now. Um, so they're going straight to the Internet, doing it, posting their pictures and saying, hey, look what I caught. There's a fine line there, man, because, you know, as charter captains, charter captains have to use it to promote their businesses. And I get it. But as, a, you know, what we call a weekend warrior or a recreational angler, they want it, you know, for all their friends and families to say, hey, look what I did. Well, not all of them have done it. They, a lot of them haven't earned it, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, and, and I just, uh, you know, respect goes a long ways in the industry, you know. And then you got the people that are there just just for the catching the fish. Just because there's a limit, they want they want to be able to keep their limits, the maximum amount, amount of limits. And for what, you know, it, it's getting tough. We're getting more people on the water gym nowadays than we ever have. Um, this is it's a bigger population, right? So more people are fishing, and it's about the only thing people can afford anymore to do is a recreational event that doesn't really cost an arm and a leg. It can if you want it to, but it doesn't have to. Um, you know, um, and I think, you know, we were talking before about um, equipment, you know. Uh, equipment, you could take, 
you, you could spend tons of money on this stuff, man. And again, going back to what I would uh, recommend as a novice, when you're entering into this entertainment field, buy what you can afford. Just don't don't go out and spend your last bit of savings that you got in the bank account. Because at the end of the day, I've seen more big fish caught off $20 rod and reels than I have $500 rod and reels. Um, it just, that's, that's the way it is. You know, I was actually out right. carpet fishing. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you if, if you were, if, if you were going to tell a novice fisherman, you know, you're going to tell my son, you're going to tell Riley, you know what I'm saying? You're going to tell Riley, Hey man, this is what I think you should start with. You're going to go down to Galveston. You're going to go down to the jetties and you're going to go without the fear. Uh, you know, this is what I would suggest that you do for a novice. Youth. What, 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 what basic equipment would you tell you know, Riley to go out there and, and, and we, you know, just, just, you know, something that doesn't cost a lot of money, you know, just your basic right. equipment. Somebody can go catch something on besides the Snoopy rod. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're, uh, you know, all your, all your manufacturers, uh, all your different brands, Shimano, Abu Garcia, um, you know, lose all your guys. They all make some quality reels, uh, that are entry level priced. Um, but for a beginner, I would recommend them getting a spinning reel, uh, spinning reel. Yes, sir. Learn how to use a spinning reel. And this is where I will tell you how, when to utilize the internet. Open that, open YouTube up and go on there and get a tutorial of how to throw a spinning reel. Watch that video. <laughs> Learn from that. Um, there are some, there are some great instructors out there, you know, trying to, uh, trying to get monetized, I guess you would say, from the YouTube channels by putting out this information. And, you know, and, it, and, it, and that's something good to learn from. Uh, use, right. use that. Um, right. You know, your tackle, man. Uh, Keeping it simple again. Uh, all you need is a weight and a hook. Um, you know, it's all tide dependent. Uh, how much the current is moving, you know, is what you're going to, um, how you're going to determine how much weight you really need to keep your bait on the bottom. And, you know, and throw throw something simple. Throw dead shrimp on the bottom, man. You're going to get bit in the, in, in the salt water. I mean, you're always going to get bit somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> right. it was, um, <laughs> You know, you can use a live shrimp, but it gets costly after a while. <laughs> right, right. So, so an old dead shrimp and a cork. What do you, 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 you get? A cork on there? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even use a cork, Jimbo. I'd throw a dead shrimp on the bottom and uh, go for it, man. You're you're liable to catch anything from a from a pinfish to a to a flounder, uh, drum, redfish. You know, and the ever elusive hardhead catfish. You know, they're they're always <laughs> right. out there to bite. <laughs> hey, so what you're saying, so what you're telling me is, is to just go, go down to Academy, talk to the guy down Academy, get you a Shimano spinning, spinning reel and fishing yes, rod, get you some, get you some weights and i you know, and, 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 and what kind of hook should I use? Treble hook? What kind of hook should I use? Yeah, I would use all these. They're use a number eight treble hook. Uh, we can't number use eight treble hook. Yeah, we can't use them here in Florida, but you can still use them there in, in Texas. And I would, uh, uh, yeah, number eight, number 10, and you're good to go, brother. Uh, and, you know, like I said, yeah, learn how to cast that, cast that rod real quick, and it shouldn't take long. Just follow the directions, do as they tell you, and uh, things, should, things should fall into your lap over, over due time. And you're going to get, you're going to experience good days, you're going to experience bad days, and a lot of that is all weather conducive, man. 
and uh, and seasons. Like I, like I went back to seasons earlier, you know. Um, it's a uh, experiment with what you got to work with is always fun, and that's that's the good thing about saltwater fishing, Jimbo, is you never know what you're gonna catch. You know, uh, <laughs> unlike on the fresh on the freshwater side of things. You're usually focused on what you know. You're usually catching what you're focused on going to catch. Saltwater, they eat anything, man. You know, uh, or the, the, all the fish will eat the same stuff. I guess you would say. And uh, right. So what you're saying you is, is if you went like bass fishing, you're just trying to get bass. But if you're out there saltwater it. fishing, you might catch whatever's in the ocean, right? Man, you could catch a stingray. You could catch a shark. You could catch a flounder. You could catch a redfish, all on the same bait. I'm getting you know, so that's, that, 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 that's the cool thing about it, brother. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. You know, I mean, just think about it. You know, we used to have a drum run in the spring that was phenomenal, and, and everybody would load up on the Texas City Dike, man. And that Texas City Dike there in uh, what was it, March around spring break, there wasn't a time you couldn't go down there and find cars, you know, so the last mile at the end, end of there with them long poles out. And you see all these big poles, and you'd watch these kids, these guys catch these big old drum, you know, 40, 35, 40-pound drum. And it would always be the guy with the Zebco 202 or the 404, the little small reel catching the big, big drum. And for whatever reason, hey, you know. He's fighting, like, he's fighting, he's fighting for his life, ain't he? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, having, he's walking up and down them rocks and has everybody moving their stuff out of the way. It's a great sight, brother. It's good to see, man, isn't it? You know, and, and you just got to remember at the end of the day, going back to what we first talked about in the intro, that guy's enjoying the heck out of himself, and it doesn't matter. You know, get out of the way! I got him on a get out of the way! Somebody help me! That's so great, man. I, you know, I, so Randy, so uh, is there any other kind of equipment? Do you have to get a fishing license or anything like that, or how does that work? You, you do. Yeah, you know, water. Or what you yeah. So over 17 or 17 and over, you do need a fishing license. Uh, you know, we got to pay. We got to pay for the resources, which the state of Texas does a really good job. I think, in my personal opinion, I mean, one of the better states in the whole United States of uh, um, rehabilitating the resources. And uh, right. you know, they've got the, the redfish. They got the stuff down there in Lake Jackson going on. Then they've got it at the Sea Center and uh, whatnot. And they, they keep a pretty good track, the best that they can with what they got to work with. Um, you know, we're nobody's ever perfect. We never will be. And you know, you can get into you can get into that conversation and get into all the arguments you want because people are on both sides of the fence about it. I get it, man. Um, you know, everybody wants it all, but you know, not everybody knows how to how to do it correctly. Uh, but you you live and learn, man. That's all we can do. You know, they're uh, right now. I know that they cut cut our trout resources back uh, from like Sargent, Texas and Matagorda all the way down south for the speckled trout because of the freeze that we had last year, year before, whenever it was. And uh, mm -hmm. that being said, they rightfully, they should have. Uh, in my personal opinion, they should have done it in the whole state. Uh, but they're saying that Galveston and, and uh, Sabine Lake um, in the southeast region didn't uh, wasn't affected as bad because we have deeper water and the fish were able to escape and get to a better thermocline is, is what ha ultimately what happened. Um, that being said, you know, you got to listen to, they're the ones that are in control. They're all, they're always going to be in control on the state level and we just got to follow their rules. Now, my opinion is whenever that freeze happened, they should have, uh, they should have put a moratorium on them immediately, uh, which they don't. 
You know, it's even when we get the, the high water, uh, freshwater salinity levels or the freshwater levels in, in Galveston when the Trinity River flows really hard. Um, all those fish pull up over in the East Bay and they're out in the middle of the bay because they ain't got nowhere to go because they're inundated with fresh water and they can't escape. Well, it's like right. <laughs> fishing in a bucket, man. Uh, the, state, <laughs> right, right, right. the state should have come in and put put an immediate moratorium on them for however long until the salinity level got up to where those fish could go on about their business. Uh, but they didn't. And, uh, you know, there's, and there's more to it than, than I can get into right now. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's politics, uh, pure and simple. Um, but you know, that's, that's another deal. And I'm going to get off subject cause we're, we're in a happy place today, Jimbo. Uh, <laughs> I got you. I got, I, you know what I say, you what, man, I, you know, it's, it, it, let me, let, you're, you're right, man. Let's get back on track and, and let's do this. So, you know, it's funny that you know we talk about the internet and learning. So, what would be the benefit of getting a fishing guide? Man, I'll tell you what, cost. Um, your average person is going to fish, I say, four times a year, man. Mm-hmm. Um, those four times a year, they're not going to know where to go uh, because things change all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, m- the biggest reason. If you're going to spend money, if you're going to take a family of four, you're going to buy fishing gear, you're going to buy a fishing license, you're going to buy the bait, you want to make it a picnic, and you're going to go to H-E-B and buy all your stuff, and, you know, uh, you're going to spend a lot of money. I guarantee right. you, you spend that kind of money, you're looking up for $750,000 just for a day right. of fishing after it's all said and done. And you take that $750,000, you hire you a fishing guide, you're going to get the experience of a boat ride that you probably don't ever get. Um, you're going to get the experience of learning from a professional that is on the water all the time uh, that knows where to go and what to do. That is the key deal. I mean, unless you, uh, again, unless you just want to go off to the side of the road and throw and just hope you know, on a hope and prayer, well, you could do that. Hey, man, more power to you. Knock your lights out. But if you want to go in in anticipation of actually catching something, you know, and I tell people, man, this is my saying, the tug is the drug, man. Uh, So as long as you're getting yanked on, hey, brother, you're having a good time, right? Um, Sitting there, sometimes not getting bit, not so much. So um, that, uh, the other retrospect of it is you don't don't have a boat note, man. Uh, You know, um, these guys are covering all those bills and expenses for you. Um, fuel, the way fuel prices are right now, stupid, ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I don't, it, it amazes me that the people still have enough money for fuel right now. It just, it, that's, it's crazy, but they do. And, uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, the experience level, the good time, the guys, the guys, that's what they do. That's their job. They know how to put a smile on your face. Um, and that, and that's their ultimate goal because what's going to happen. You're going to be a repeat customer, man. If you have a good time, right? Nobody wants nobody wants to go with an old grumpy old captain that doesn't catch nothing. So they're going to strive for you to have the best day of your life out there on that water. Um, reputation is all these charter captains have, you know, and right. their reputation their reputation on the water speaks for itself. You know, I've seen them come and go. You know, um, I've seen them come and go a lot. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> right. there's 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 a bunch of good ones out there, brother. Don't get me wrong, man. Um, Fish tournaments against many of them, and uh, had fun doing it. Um, and you know, and I, we ran corporate trips with a bunch of them, and always a good time. You know, and uh, if uh, if you're not having fun with the charter captain, then uh, 
I don't know. I, I, maybe fishing ain't for you. <laughs> you know? Well, what you're saying is, you know, something I'd like to kind of elaborate on that. You know, you know, we all want to go out there, guys, and and you know, like me and Lady you're talking about. You know, and you know, it, it, you know, hiring a fishing guide. You know, it, it just so happens that I grew up with one. You know, one of my best friends <laughs> I'm talking to on the phone is one. So you know, I never. You know, I, I just kind of had to follow around and just do what I was told. You know, That's it. so, so, you know, uh, you know, I, I kind of had it easy in, in that type of life, but you know, I guess, you know, we can all go out there and we can, we can throw our, 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 our line in the water and we can relax and, you know, and, and do all those type of things. And just like you said, you know, with a uh, tug is a, is, is a what? A tug is a what? Tug is a drug, man. Tug is a drug. So, so, you know, uh, you know, and like you said, I mean, it's relaxing, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, brother, we want it. We want we want to be that guy running up and down the jetty with that forty pound drum on there, trying to get him in. You know what I mean? That's that's the, that that's that's why you're fishing. To me, right that's why you're fishing. That's why you're hunting. It's the, the exhilaration. It's the thrill of the catch. It's the it's the it's the the, you know, the invigoration of the fight between you and the animal. You know whatever Absolutely. that may be. That's why. That's what that. That's why I go. Just we talk about like the serotonin, you know, the endorphins and all those type of things, like getting in the ice bath. It's the same thing. So I, I think young people, I think young people need to experience that. And, and there's you, you just you can't replace it. It's an irreplaceable yes, feeling. It's an irreplaceable feeling. It's like winning a championship. It's a feeling of accomplishment, like washing your car. You know, all those type of things. So with that being said. Randy, how many fish do you think you what, – what is your – the first question I have for you is, what is your favorite kind of fishing? Like, if you, if you, if you, if you could – I mean, I know we got bass fishing, we got marlin fishing, we got saltwater fishing, deep water fishing, whatever. If you could pick – what like, it was your birthday, and, and I said, man, Randy, anywhere in the world you want to go, no matter how much money it costs, wh- where are we going? We going to Alaska? You know, are we going to like Indonesia or are we just going straight off of Galveston Bay? Where are we going fishing, Randy? Well, uh, to guarantee myself uh, to catch something, we're going to stay in Galveston. Now, we're going for an, an expedition or an excursion or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm going to have to say we'd be going to Costa Rica, brother. Uh, you know, uh, I can afford Costa Rica more than I can South Africa. Um, so that means hey, no, you know, money is not an object. Money is not oh, an object. Money is not an object. We're going, yeah, we're going we're where going are we to, going? We're going to Cape Town, South Africa, man. Uh, we're going, we're going to fish for them big, big granders, the big marlin. Uh, <laughs> uh but okay. you know, that's, that's, that's another level from, for probably the what the people that are going to be listening to this, uh, are experiencing. But yeah, that, that would be where I'm at now to, to uh, reel it down a notch, I'd say stay in Galveston. Fish for fish for your redfish and speckled trout in the middle of Galveston Bay in August. You can't go wrong, man. It's uh, it's as good as it gets almost anywhere else. Um, you know, me here and now being in Florida, I've started to turn. Our trout population isn't what it is in, back in Texas here in the Tampa Bay area. So I'm geared now towards gag grouper and tarpon. Um that's where I'm kind of focusing on my deal here. Uh, they've still got the redfish and snook going strong. Um, but yeah, gag grouper and tarpon are for me here. Galveston, it's going to be trout and redfish out in the, 
middle of the bay, uh, Trinity Bay, you know, that old Steve Huffman you keep talking about. I, I got some memories, you know, that I keep going back of me and him over in Trinity Bay, you know. That man got to live the dream. He got to see it when it was everything it ever should have been and plus some. Uh, us, not so much. Why we got. A, Randy, why don't you tell me a story about that, man? Well, you know, Steve being your your father, uh, that being said, you know, the memories that I get from him are the best ones of the duck hunting days, Jimbo, back in high school. I still laugh at this today, us walking through the marsh, dredging through the marsh in the mud, us carrying all the gear, all the decoys, and that man, all he ever carried was a thermos and a shotgun. And he laughed and at cigarette. us the whole time as we'd fall and trip, bust our butt. Now, and a cigarette. You had a cigarette, bro. Cigarette. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy had to sat out and smoke. But do I give you credit for probably doing the right thing back then? Yes. Whenever you quit going because you said you were, I'll never forget it. I was tired of carrying all the stuff and having to do all the dirty work. For, for whatever reason, you were the smartest one out of the group, brother. Uh, us, you know, me and Alan and the rest of the boys, not so much. We we live for it. We fed for it. You know, we, we wanted nothing more to go out there and swap mosquitoes for, you know, four or five hours every morning. And, uh, but good times, man. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade them for the world, man. I really, really wouldn't. But you know, your your dad had a lot of your dad had a lot of influence on what I did later on with my life. He really did. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the experiences, and you know, I wish you. I don't know if you had him on your show yet, but you need to get him on because the man is a, is a hell of a storyteller. And you know, his stories and experiences, I would try to duplicate, which you could never do a day of our lives, and we'll never be able to do what the man has done in the past which is a lot of respect for that, you know, but all I can do is try like hell. I'm still trying. I'm still trying you know, to catch I, you. That, that, that's all we do, Jim. Is That's all we can do is try. You know I mean? <laughs> Wonderful guy. Couldn't, couldn't ask for a better man, you know? Uh, but yeah, some of the experience, some of the fishing trips that we've had, you know, um, just being able to be there with him in the boat and him tell you, you know, we did the we did this, this, this. You know, back in the day, this this whole flat that we're fishing right now, we'll just be boiling with redfish, and it's like, yeah, it must be nice. I'll never get to see that. You know, but I mean, that's uh, there's reasons behind all that. You know, uh, nature takes its course, dude. It really does. Uh, d- right. Development. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not it, what Galveston used to be will never be ever again, and they can. There's nothing they can ever do to make it the way that it was. Um, you know, and that's even from my experiences, whenever it was good back in my early days, you know, back in the uh, 90, 92, 93, uh, you know, back whenever I had good experiences with, with, with the base system back then, you know, when you could stand in one place and catch fish for hours, not so much anymore. You got to move around a lot. Uh, you know, I mean, unless you're, unless you're tackling big fish, you know, you were talking about, uh, the big fish deal or what the best place to fish. Uh-huh. My preference, my my preference for Galveston Bay in the winter time is the upper end of Galveston Bay, which would be encompass the Trinity Bay uh, area or whatnot. Uh, I like I like weight fishing for trophy speckled trout. Uh, always have, always will. There there's something about that. And you were talking about running up and down the rocks, trying mm-hmm. to uh, trying to catch a big drum, you know, and trying not to get splashed mm-hmm. by the waves coming over the rocks. Well, Wade fishing in Galveston, when you're sitting out there in the water, in the mud, by yourself, and it's just you and, it's just you and that beast below, man. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's something about that, you know, and, you, and you're throwing, you know, I throw a lot of artificial, 
And there's something about when you throw that lure out there and that fish takes up, he, he gives you that thump and lets you know he's home. And, you know, you drive that hook home and it's like, okay, now the question is, is he bigger than my last one or, you know, or is he smaller and how big is he and what's big, you know, and everything, everything <laughs> takes, takes its toll and it comes into play, man. Your mind's, your mind's racing. You know, we, we do a lot of night fishing, man. Well, we'll get out there wait at night uh, whenever there's not as much traffic on the water. Uh, the fish have got an opportunity to kind of calm down and settle down from trying to outrun boats all day that's been buzzing shorelines and whatnot. So uh, that being said, there, there's, there's different levels of this stuff, man, uh, as far as experience levels and stuff like that. I don't re- recommend a beginner getting out there the first day they go fishing and go out at night and jump out in the water because they don't know what's out there or where they're going. So that right, being said, right, right. I've put, put a lot of experience, a lot of time in the water, uh, along with the people that I fish with, um, you know, so we – We've got a lot of experience out there, and, and we, we like to think we know what we're doing, but you know what? Those fish always tell us otherwise or prove otherwise. And uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, it just that's what it is, brother. Uh, it, it's being one with nature, um, getting out there in the environments, and, uh, and just enjoy. And there's, there's several different levels of enjoyment, man. Like, you, like we were talking earlier, some people might like to sit in a lawn chair on the side of the bank and watch a bobber float. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, right. I can do that too, you know. Or some people like to get out there and trudge through the mud, throwing, throwing topwater uh, plugs or whatnot, and uh, you know, feeling like feeling like they are somebody. And if, and if they accomplish that, then maybe they are somebody. They earned it, you know. They they can tell themselves, right. "Hey, I am somebody because I did what I what I set out to do." Hey, kudos right, to you, right. brother. And right. uh, you know, and that goes for anything in life, Jimbo. You know that, man. I mean, it's just like you on the weights, brother. You know, I mean, when you when you're trying to be that overachiever, you know, and go for that next extra pound, when you did it, I mean, hey, that's a sense of accomplishment, man. I did something with myself today. You know, right. I mean, you, you're you're proud of yourself. So, right. You know, I just uh, I tell people, man, you know, uh, and I will, I'll, I'll make the statement, and I always tell people, life's short, man. Enjoy the ride. Uh, don't make it all about that greenback, man. Um, you know, I mean, there, life could always be worse. And uh, fishing is something yeah. that tries to make it. It doesn't try to make it that way. <laughs> I guess if that makes any sense, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> right? right? Hey, hey, man. You know, you know. Again, that's right. Hey, hey. I go. You know, it's funny, Randy. Man, I, you know, I used to watch this show back in the day. My, it, it, I don't know, man. It came on all the time, and I had to watch like three or four of them. Oh, and it was hey, watching the Orlando Wilson fishing show, and I had to watch <laughs> old. Orlando Wilson, and you can win a free bass boat. You know, so one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, and I was listening to uh, the Doug Pike show, yes, sir, uh, on the radio, and he was telling, he was saying that uh, you know these two kids are, I mean, they have like a, like a, like a fishing team in Texas, uh-huh. and these two kids from Texas, from Montgomery, Texas, I don't remember their names. Uh, they won. They were like the national fishing champions, like like the national. I, I'm guessing like a like a like a football or baseball, or you know, we got the college bowl series going, you know, uh, here right now. But uh, you know, like they were like the national fishing champions, and these kids, they they got them a check, and I don't know who the check went to or how it went. I don't know how all that works. I don't want to go into all that. I don't know that, you know, where the money went or all that kind of stuff. But they. That one check was for like a hundred and something thousand, hundred fifty, hundred. Don't don't give me exact on the amount, but pretty close. Like one was like ninety thousand, 
and the other one was like one hundred forty thousand dollars for these kids. Oh, and maybe it went to, maybe it went to the school district or whatever kind of fund that it went to or whatever. But maybe it went to the kids themselves. Hell, I don't, we got an nil deal. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> you know, well, who knows? You know, and that's something I that's something I could probably bring up. Um, for the for the kid for the smaller kids. How going cool off is right that, now. dude? How cool is that? I'm a national fishing champion. <laughs> let, well, ahead, let, let me tell you. Now you know. Now they've got they've got the bass fishing clubs on the high school level, and it is a it is a big big deal, man. You can't find a lake in East Texas on during the school year in the in the fall and the winter that isn't filled up with 600 boats. Uh, you know, and then they're trying to do these these major league level uh, fishing tournaments. You know, on the on the pro end. Um, man, they're filling Lake Sam Rayburn, Toledo, Bend, Conroe, uh, you name it. They're, they're, all those lakes are being filled up by these high school kids and these and these pro these pro teams. Well, that being said, that's another extreme you could take your experience with you when you fish. Um, my, right, my, business right. partner, his, my business partner went to his son went to Deer Park High School and graduated this year. He did his senior year. Uh, he was on the bass fishing club. Um, so they go up there and they fish this, they fish a two day tournament on Lake Sam Rayburn a couple of times and they go to Toledo Bend then they go to another, uh, Lake Livingston, maybe I think, or something like that. But that's another deal to get your foot in the door and learn how, because what now what you're doing is you're taking all these kids that you go to school with and you're taking all their experience and their parents' experiences, because that's most of the people that are following this or they're the, or the kids that their dads or moms have fished and they're, they're kind of picking up on it. I would like to see a bigger deal, like over here in, in, in the Tampa area. Uh, we've got inner city fishing development, uh, where you know we're taking underprivileged children and whatnot. Uh, they're earning credits to be able to go on fishing trips and stuff like that. Really cool idea, which I think needs to be put, put into place everywhere, man. To be honest with you, man. Uh, Bro, how cool is that, dude? I'm telling you, how cool the, is that? You know, the, you, you get rewarded on both sides of it, brother. Uh, you know, you get, you, you earn you enough credits, you do the right thing, you stay smart in school, do whatever you got to do to make it. Uh, then you get to go out and, you know, you get to go fishing or whatever with a professional fishing guide. Uh, you, and, and, you know, and, and you get something out of it and, and you know, and it, and it helps those kids grow, man. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that, that's what it does. It helps those kids grow. And, uh, they're going to, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives. I don't, I don't care what they end up doing the rest of their life, but they will remember that the rest of their lives. Um, that's awesome, you know, man. It, that 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 that's you know what, Randy, man. That that's that 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 just puts so much of a smile on my face, man. I'll tell you what. So here's what I'm going to wrap this up a little bit. Yeah. But I tell you what, man. I tell you what, man. This was a, one of the best conversations I've had about fishing. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, man. So I got the last question for you, my man. Okay. All right. And it, my, my my answer is going to be this. I mean, so if you if you could pick three people from the past or the present to go fishing with, who would you go with and why? Now I'm going to tell you this, brother. First off, I'm picking Steve Huffman. I'm picking Jesus Christ, and I'm picking Randy Flukinger to go fishing with me. We'll throw in Chris. <laughs> we'll throw. We'll Man, throw. In, we'll throw. We'll, we'll throw in Chris Colin. We'll throw in Chris Cole yeah. just because I love him and I give him a big kiss. But I tell you what, man, I'd love to go fishing with you three guys. Uh, and also, uh, you know, Jesus, man, because Jesus could teach us some. Jesus was the ultimate fisherman. 
And, you know, obviously that man oh, can teach us how to catch, catch a fish for the day and catch a fish for life. And we all know that kind of story. But, you know, man, if you could go fishing with three people, past or present, who would you go with and why? Man, my past, God, it's a toss-up between my grandfather and my mother. Uh, reason being is my grandfather wasn't around long enough to really see me excel in what I did, but he had, he was a major influence in what I did growing up. Uh, you remember that you, you, the, the yeah, buddy. We had the kid doing those squirrel hunts and everything else. Uh, Absolutely. he never got to see, he never got to see me go through my full potential, whatever my full potential was. It really, it wasn't enough to write home about, but I'm proud of what I've accomplished. Uh, mm -hmm. that being said, my mother, man, you know, uh, if it wasn't for her giving me the opportunity, instead of keeping me pinned in the house, whenever I was 14, 15 years old and taking the time to take me places and drop me off. I don't know if she just didn't like me and want me and just drop me off and come back later and open. I wasn't there or she wanted me to really get out there and enjoy myself. Uh, that being said, you know, she used to do that for me. She'd take me and my friends. Uh, she'd drop us off down there in Laporte at Sylvan Beach or whatever. Hey, man, fish your lights out. I'm going back to the house. Call me when you're ready. Uh, you know, and then the time she went with me. Um, you know, that's one thing I never did whenever I started doing it uh, as a professional or whatever you want to call it, a charter captain. I never got on the water with my mother enough and uh, mm -hmm. got a lot of regrets from that. Should have, but I didn't. And, you know, I would, if she was around, I would, she would be out there now. Um, as current, uh, if there was a current fisherman, I would say you're going to have to look the guy up. Gerald Swindle. Mm -hmm. Gerald Swindle, the professional bass fisherman out of, I believe, Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, he's on the, what they call the elite series uh, for bass masters. The guy is just, he's a grounded individual, man. He is so, he, he's just, he's down to earth. Uh, doesn't let nothing get in his way. Um, you know, he, he, li he lives knowing life is full of problems, but tries to do the best and encourage everybody else around him to work around those. Uh, right. I would really like, like to spend a day with him, man. Even if we didn't fish, man, hey, man, we need, we need some freaking chicken and ribs. I don't care. Uh, you know, <laughs> right, right. just to get to spend some quality time with that guy and just kind of pick his brain a little bit, uh, just to see if we ain't maybe from the same father, because I try, I try to live, uh, with his same thought process and, it, and right. it's working for me and, uh, man, future Jimbo, I don't know if that would be a tough one, man, because I'm pretty complacent with what I've accomplished so far. And who I, I fish with, you know I what I'm saying. So you want to go? Got to go fishing with moms. <laughs> no, that's it, man. If I, if I if I can have that opportunity, which I don't I don't have that, and I know that. But what I would encourage people to do is take the opportunity to make sure that while theirs is still around, that they do get to go fishing with them. And if you don't go mm -hmm. fishing, do something with your parents, man. You know, uh, they're the ones that brought us into this world. When they're gone, they're gone, brother. And uh, that being right. said, if they don't like fishing, respect that and take them to the bowling alley, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, find something to do to spend some time with them. And, not even, and I don't even want to say bowling alley because now you're back stuck back indoors. Do something outdoors with your parents, uh, right. you know, and appreciate the time that you got with them because they ain't here forever. When they're gone, they're gone. Uh, right. You know, and, it's, it's, and, uh, you know and it's unfortunate we're getting to that age, Jimbo, where it, it happens. And, um, well, I hate to see it, man. You know, but it's 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 reality. 
um, and it's it's stuff we deal with. Um, I got so, you. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You know, if it wasn't your, your mom, your mom gave us your mom gave you a car, which gave us the ability to get around. And uh, yeah, you know, right. I could go into a gazillion, gazillion stories. You know, if it wasn't for your mom, we we would have we would starve to death if we couldn't go to Niners and get something to eat. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen, man, it, man, it was such a, it was such a, it was such a joy to talk to you, man. I'm gonna wrap this up. So here's what I'm gonna say, big dog. So how can people find you? You know, give us some kind of, you know, you know, what's uh, what's give it, give what where where can we find you besides on the landing page? If I want to reach Randy Flukinger, what do I got to do? Man, you can reach out to me on my phone number. My direct line is 813-766-2851. And you can reach me on email is rflukinger, F-L-U-K-I-N-G-E-R, at hotmail.com. Gotcha. I got you. Well, cool, man. Well, Randy, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Anytime, and, uh, Jimbo. I hope we can do another one in the future, man. Uh, if you, you know, if nobody else really wants to get on here with you, and uh, which I'm sure you're probably loaded up, and I appreciate the opportunity of being one of your first uh, visitors on your show, uh, give me a shout, brother. Um, I'll, I will make some time for you, as always. You know that. Appreciate you, man. Well, listen, bro, you enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Go ahead and please stay with us, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Randy. Oh, gosh, man. All of his contact information will be on the show's landing page. Okay, guys, you all need to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of my episodes. And lastly, remember, we are syndicated, so this show will be on Up To Me Radio channel and on the following popular apps, Spotify, Amazon Music, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. I look forward to serving you in the episodes to come. I'll see you next time around. Until then, cheers, take care, and as always, Jimbo is in it for the win. Peace out.